Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Welcome to the 11 o'clock service. We had a great 9 o'clock. It was powerful. Amen. And God's going to show up and move this morning. And we're excited about being in this house. How many are glad you made it to church? Amen. We realize that it's a beautiful, windy, cool day out there. And we had a great day yesterday in the wind. Even it was cold and wind at Spring Fest. Had a great time. And we've even got some people here this morning that attended Spring Fest. And we want to welcome them. First time guests. Come on, give them a big hand. So glad that you came that to that yesterday. It was a great time. And we are so thankful for all those who helped. Kendra and Jennifer put it on, put it together, and worked it hard. And we're so glad that you came and worked. You're such a good bunch of workers. It's, we've got a team here that is amazing and uh, that, who works really hard behind the scenes and and lots of little animals were petted yesterday, and a lot of, a lot of things were having. A lot of kids were having fun. Fun to watch them. Love kids, don't you? Praise God. Well, this morning, I'm going to bring a word to you the Lord laid on my heart a few months back. I'm going to say that Pastor Blake is in Colorado, Denver area, preaching revival Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and be finishing up tonight and be back here. But we're so glad you're able to let him go. Amen. It's important we understand that we've got to let him go preach. He's the best preacher I know, Amen. best pastor I know. And I say that with all sincerity. He is a fantastic man of God that we're proud of. And this morning we're going to preach on a word that's called, You Are Who God Says You Are, or What God Says You Are. I believe it says, who God says you are. And so if you'd turn it for me to James chapter 3, verse 8, read a little bit of scripture. James chapter 3, verse 8. I want to thank the praise team and the band and those who are working so hard to come up early and practice every service. They're doing such a wonderful job ushering in the presence of the Lord. They are talented bunch of people. I remember back in the day when we first started the church 10 years ago that we had only one, maybe two, on the platform and singing. Usually Pastor Blake would be the preaching and one or two singing, that was it. God has blessed us mightily with a great team, and we're so proud of them. Can you give them a big hand? Amen. Verse 8, but no man can tame the tongue, which shows me that only God can help you. It is unruly, evil, and full of deadly poison. With it, we bless our God and Father, and with it we curse men who have been made in the similitude of God. Out of the same mouth proceeds blessings and cursings. My brother, these ought not to be. Does a spring send forth 
water, fresh water and bitter from the same opening. Think about that. An amazing. Heard about a guy who one time was cussing up a storm and he's in front of a preacher and the preacher told him, he said, do you eat with that same mouth? To think about it. A lot of times that tongue gets us in trouble. And we all have one. We all have a tongue. And only God can tame it and help us. This morning you realize that the tongue is small, but it's enormous in doing damage. So amazing that it can break a heart, has no bones, but can break a heart. And they had their heart broken. I think we all at one time have had a heart broken. Maybe it was a girlfriend, boyfriend, husband, wife, mom and dad, some brother and sister, somebody broke our heart. Now, I, I didn't break my wife's heart, but only once or twice. And she forgave me. And uh, we went on now almost 48 years in June. So she's a good wife, and she's blessed and helped me over the years. And she may be quiet sometimes, but she, she lets me know where I'm supposed to be. There's no saying that was coined and written back in 1862, which is one of the dumbest statements and incorrect statements that ever was. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words can never hurt me. Think about how dumb that really is. You are really hurt many times by what something has said over your life, something proclaimed over your life. A child hearing an encouraging word of affirmation does much and can be very successful and also can succeed in life and, and do well in life. A good example is a man named Ben Carson. Anybody ever heard the name Ben Carson? Okay. He is a leading neurological surgery person, doctors I, I think the world has ever had. He separated twins from the brains, and both of them lived to be older, and later on thanked him for doing that for them, separating the brain, the head, to twins. And, but he is a man that was raised in a very poor family, was raised in a, with a lot of kids and brothers and sisters, and mom was giving him affirmation. He ran for president of the United States. Today he is the Secretary of Housing and Urban Renewal in the United States government. But his mom told him, told him, said, Ben, you can be anything, you can do anything you want, as long as you put your mind to it and you put your strength to it, you can do it. And look what happened. Look what happened to Ben Carson. What a man of God. But he had affirmation, not condemnation. On the other hand, a child who is always hearing negative, hurtful things that are, are damaging to their life and their minds winds up being usually in a situation they really don't want to be in. Many are incarcerated. Many are in trouble. Many have many problems with relationships. And even in some instances, some commit suicide. My mother was an example of a mom and dad who didn't affirm her and she was raised with nine children in her family she was one of eight nine children one of nine children 
But she was never given of affirmation. She was told, you're dumb, you're stupid, you're not pretty. And she grew up with that and had a very difficult time in her life getting over it. At the age of 19, she got saved, and God touched and helped her. But all of her life, she was plagued with this terrible thing about no affirmation and condemnation. And uh, with God's help, I mean, it helped her a lot, and she got past a lot of things. But why do we have to say things to people that hurt them? And we all have. We've made mistakes, and God's forgiving. A good example for a person was my father who was a, a always affirmed me and always said you can do what you need to do and you can do it, you'll be successful. He always wanted, always said that you can do anything you want to do. I followed in his footsteps at a very early age. I started working at Furs Cafeteria at 12 years old. And at 14 and 15, I knew exactly where I was going. He said you can be a manager one day. But 10 years later, after I grew up and got old enough, I became a general manager because Dad said you can do it. Now, a child that gets put down all the time and said negative things constantly, that's what they live with. That could be you today. I'm sorry that your parents didn't give you affirmation. I feel sorry for a person who has to go through this. Sometimes words can be said that are generational. Matter of fact, all words said are generational one way or other. The generational part of the positive part's great. The negative is difficult. The thing with a good father image, it's wonderful in the house. And usually the kids grow up doing very well. But you've heard this old saying, you'll be just like your daddy. He ain't no good. He's lousy. Ain't that a shame? Think about that. That mother proclaimed over that child damaging information. So sad. But thinking about how that the generation, that poor child will wind up probably most of their life struggling with a good example as a father, a good reference to the fact of what a father is, and they will probably not be a good father themselves. I know there's always exceptions to that rule. God is merciful, and God is gracious, and he can always help. Instead of telling them you can't make it, tell them you can do anything that they can want to do. Blessings as they grow up, affirming them, loving them. we got the most beautiful children in here, and I will say this. I would be surprised if anyone in this house with these beautiful children are not nothing but close to perfect parents. Their children are wonderful. They're precious. I've seen them in here. They're doing great. They're growing. They're back in the back right now learning about Jesus. They're being, they're being trained by great teachers. And you're being training at home is so important. You know, we can't wait till they get to school to train them. Teacher, first of all, is probably not quite qualified to teach your own child anything beyond what he's learned or she's learned. But the important part is that we must affirm them and tell them, you can make it, you can do well. As a little boy, my mama would call me 
her little preacher boy. I guess it must have worked. Dad always told me that you can make it. When I, Proverbs 25, 11 says, King Solomon said, A word fitly spoken is like apples of gold and pitchers of silver. Albert Einstein, many people have heard about him or know about him or studied him. He was a very intelligent person. Knows all about relativity and all that stuff. That's big words, I don't even know. But he was a very, very... Uh, he was a very, very important person in, in history. And you may have understood who he is and what he's about. But he was told as a, a young student, you're never going to mount anything. You're never going to be able to make it. You're not smart. Now, somebody was wrong. You know, the, uh, he overcame that. But not everybody can overcome negative bad words. But what does God say about me? See, it's not important what you say about me, but it's what he says about me. That's all it's about, about what he says about me. I know who God says I am. What he says I am, what he says I'll be, I know who I am. God knows. In Psalms 139, 14, we are fearfully and wonderfully made. The message version reads, shape me first inside, then out, and form me in my mother's womb. Our Heavenly Father has planted everything that we need in our life in that womb. Think about that. How great is our God. How powerful is our God. Words can bring, bring blessings or cursings. John 10.10 10 tells us that there is a thief that comes to kill and steal and destroy. But Jesus came to have life and more abundantly. Amen? Maybe a parent has spoken over you as a family member or even a boss. Kids are cruel when they're in school. Anybody ever get bullied or picked on in school? Or I see a few hands. Anybody ever say, I seem like uh, kids, I was big, so the kids never picked on me for fist fights, but they always told me, tease me when I was on the playground. And I'll never forget one time in seventh grade, I was about five foot seven, and I uh, didn't like what a kid said, and they kind of ganged up on me, and I come to this idea, I'm going to whoop them all. And I did a pretty good job. I don't know where in the world I came up with this idea. But I thought, they're all around me, and I'm about to, if I swing, I'm about to hit one of them. So I just did this, like this, around in a circle, and I hit about 10 at the same time. They knocked them down, but they left me alone. I got good news for you. Jesus can heal past wounds. Amen? And those negative thoughts. I'm going to read to you what God said about us. I believe that it's, it's so important we realize the Word of God is so full of great promises and great things. I've learned something in reading through the Bible this year that the good news, the New Testament is called good news for a reason. 
I tell you, in that Old Testament, it's tough sometimes. Going through the trials and tribulations and problems that the Old Testament people went through showed you just how much we need Jesus. Amen? John 1, 12 says, I am a child of God. John 15, 15 says, I am a friend of God. Romans 3, 24. I have been justified and redeemed. How many are glad you're redeemed this morning? By the blood of the Lamb. Amen. Romans 8, 1. I will not be condemned by God. Romans 8, 17, as a child of God, I am a fellow heir with Christ. Romans 15, 7, I have been accepted by Christ. 1 Corinthians 1, 2, Ephesians 1, 1, Philippians 1, 1, I have been called to be a saint. Tell your neighbor I'm a saint. Amen. 1 Corinthians 1, 30, I have wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. 1 Corinthians 6, 19, my body is a temple of the Holy Spirit that dwells in me. 1 Corinthians 6, 17, I am joined to the Lord and am in one spirit with him. 2 Corinthians 2.14, God leads me in triumph in the knowledge of Christ. 2 Corinthians 2.17, I am a new creature in Christ. How many are new creatures this morning? Praise the Lord. Praise God. 2 Corinthians 5.21, I have become the righteousness of God in Christ. Galatians 3.28, I have been made one with all who are in Christ. Galatians 5.1. I have been set free in Christ. How many are set free this morning? Amen. Amen. Aren't you glad you're set free? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Ephesians 1.3. I have been blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. Ephesians 1.4. I am chosen, holy, and blameless before God. Ephesians 1, 7, I am redeemed and forgiven by the grace of Christ. Ephesians 1, 13, I have been sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. Ephesians 2, 4, and 5, because of God's mercy and love, I've been made alive with Christ. Ephesians 2, 6, I am seated in heavenly places with Christ. Ephesians 2, 10, I'm God's workmanship. That doesn't make you feel good. I'm God's workmanship. Created to prove good work. Ephesians 2, 13, I have been bought brought, excuse me, near to God by the blood of Jesus Christ. Ephesians 3.12, I have boldness and confident access to God through faith in Christ. Philippians 4.19, God shall supply all my needs. 1 Thessalonians 1.4, God 
loved me and has chosen me. When I was growing up, I was always chosen last. I was never apparently very good in playing ball or they chose me first. But I was always chosen last, and it bothered me, but that's okay. At least I got to play. But how many are glad that God chose you first? Amen? Pray. Praise God. Say this, I am not who, God, who people say I am. I am who God says I am. Let's say it one more time. This, I am not who God, people say I am. I am who God says I am. Amen? You believe that? Of all the promises that's in the Bible, these are part of the promises. And they are belong to you if you receive Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. Amen? Stand with me this morning, if you would. With your heads bowed and your eyes closed this morning as we pray this morning. By a raise of hands all over this place, from front to back, side to side, I ask you that if you have not received Jesus as your personal Savior and made him Lord of your life, I want to pray with you right now to give you an opportunity to do that. It is generational as the curses and blessings are generational. This is generational. I'm so thankful that God had my parents had me raised in church and received him as a young child. It doesn't make any difference what age you are. My mama prayed with her brother and he was 83 years old. Hours before he died, he received Jesus. It doesn't make any difference what age you are. Or anything else, Jesus can be your Lord. All this place, by raise of hands, if you don't know Jesus, I want to pray with you this morning. Hallelujah. Praise you, God. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you. Hallelujah. The Spirit's drawing you. If you don't know Jesus, I'm going to wait another second or two. If you don't know him as your Lord and Savior, I want to give you an opportunity. To say, I want to be born again. Hallelujah. 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 All right. Praise God. We believe in everyone knows Jesus this morning. I want you to pray a prayer to me. Jesus, I ask you to forgive me of my sins. I ask you to make me whole. I ask you to make me clean. I ask you to come and live in my heart and be Lord of my life. Satan, you're no longer in charge of my life. Jesus, you're in charge. I give it to you, my life. Receive, I receive you now as my Lord and Savior. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. If you've said that prayer, you've been born again. Many people say, well, I didn't like the way I was born. You can be born again and change it. Amen. I'd like to offer the opportunity for you to come up and pray. I want to pray over you as you come. I want to have a prayer. I want to pray this morning. The Lord instructed me very specifically to pray for certain people. So if you, everyone would just come up and make a place at the altar.